we welcome everybody to a mantle of prayer segment. Amen. And that's our host on tonight, Prophetess Linda Lane. Amen on tonight. God bless you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen. We're trying to get her in. I know she's trying to get a Bluetooth. God bless you. God bless you, woman of God. God bless you. God bless you. Amen, amen. All right, Papa the Flame, are you in now? Thank you, God. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Thank you, God. 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 We thank you, O God, for allowing us, amen, just to be together one more time. And we thank you, O God, as you release your anointing on this platform on tonight. Mm -hmm. Father, we ask, O God, as, amen, uh, decrease, amen, the Holy Spirit begin to increase on tonight, amen, under the direction of the Holy Ghost. We send, amen, the flow of the anointing on tonight, amen. Allow the anointing to penetrate, amen, not just the podcast, but to penetrate the hearts of men on tonight. And, Father, we thank you, oh, God. We know that the scripture says that we wrestle not against flesh. Uh, we wrestle against our flesh alone, but principalities and the rulers of the darkness of this age, oh, God. And you said, amen, in your word, amen, that we got to pull on the whole arm of God, that ye may be able to stand against the wild of the enemy. And we thank you, O oh God, on tonight, amen, as we begin to strengthen, amen, on tonight. Amen. Just lift your hands, amen, and just tell the Lord thank you on tonight. Hallelujah. You, my God, thank my you, God, Lord. just begin to shabbat the Lord on thank tonight, you, amen, and pray, O oh God. And I want y'all to stretch out on tonight, amen, and we going to, uh, hallelujah, before the woman of God thank go you, forth, Lord. amen, on tonight, thank amen. You, I'm going to release this line to her because she's in place. Amen. So, Providence, I'm going to go ahead and release it to you. Amen. However, the direction you tend to go on tonight. Amen. Hallelujah. We thank you. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen and amen. It is so. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord, saints. Amen. I would like you to turn your Bible to the book of Genesis uh, 32. Genesis 32. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you for the word tonight. I speak especially for me tonight. Hide me behind the cross. Hide me in such a way that the enemy can't detect me in the spirit, God, that they would try to stop me, hinder me, block me. God, let the Holy Ghost possess me, possess my mind, my body, and my spirit. In the name of Jesus, God, let every word come out just from you. Every thought, let it just come from you. Everything in my whole life I give to you. Every spirit, everything, and I give you, you all of me, in the name of Jesus. God, let this word penetrate the hearts of the people, that their hearts will be changed, that they will feel a new flow in the Holy Ghost. We praise you now for where we're going, in the name of Jesus.
We thank you, God, where we're going in the name of Jesus. God, thank you, God, for where we're going to go tonight in your word, in your way, in your space. God, teach us to walk in the spirit realm. God, teach us our mind and our body and spirit. We are no longer in the bodies, but the spirit of God in the realm of the spirit. God, teach us to go into the spirit of God. And God, tonight when we go into the word, we're not just going to see Jacob in the book, but God, we want to walk with Jacob in the book. I want to sit with Jacob in the book. I want to get in a place that where Jacob is, God, teach my mind, my body, and my spirit to sit with Jacob in the fire of God and how he changed. Because if he did it for Jacob, you could do it for us. In the name of Jesus. God, I ask you that when we come out of this text, after we come out of this realm, God, let us never be the same again. Because I don't know about anybody else, but I just need you more than every necessary need in my life right moment, this moment in my life. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. And amen. God's giving me this title tonight. Hallelujah. Um, when I was studying this um, off and on um, this week, and we're going to wrestle, hallelujah, till we say, see the face of God. We must learn to wrestle till we see the face of God. All the things that we've gone through in our lives, um, we have to make a decision that that for live for we live for him and we will eventually die for him. But in between these things, we tend to go through a multitude of things in life especially when we are confessing uh, God. what We must, must not just confess God, but we must possess him in every way, in a character, in our thoughts, in our mindsets, um, because we are now going to teach, God's going to teach us how to go in the word and literally go in it spiritually. And come out as if we walk with Jacob in the name of Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah, hallelujah. We're in the book of Genesis. And we're going to go from um, Genesis um, 32 from the 24th verse to the 32nd verse. Amen. Jacob was a trickster. Jacob was sneaky. Jacob was a scammer. Amen. Um, every time you pick up your phone, sometimes you'll see these, these scammers trying to sell you something or buy you something or talk you out of your money. Basically, Jacob was a scammer. 
Jacob was born and he was a child and he was a, a twin. There was Jacob and Esau. I've experienced something about twins. Amen. The twins um, might look alike or pretty close like one another, but there's usually a twin A. This is from working at the hospital. There's a twin A and a twin B. So when they come out, the first thing to do is the nurses put a, a tag on them, whether it's in the on the feet or in the arm itself, and their, na- their name tag for each of them. Well, there are two babies born now. Um, there's twin A and twin B. Um, twin A is usually the bigger one. When you get two babies, one baby's bigger than the other because the older baby, the bigger baby, most of the time takes up most of the nutrients in the body, okay? Um, And the smaller baby, which would be baby two, um, they are usually the smaller one and the scrappier one and and, and things like that, okay? So here we have these two twins. There's Esau, which is the bigger baby, the the newer baby, and you have Jacob, which is the smaller baby. And how you can how could you say which one's the the bigger one and the older the older one? Because the Bible speaks of how um, that 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 Esau was the one was always outside running and jumping and hunting and bringing food home. And because he was more athletic, he was more away from his mother more, okay, which means he was physically bigger and he was more, he ventured more out from his mother and father. Whereas the smaller twin, which would be Jacob, the Bible tells us that he was more favored by his mother. He spent a lot of time with his mother. He had a closer relationship with his mother. So we have twin twin A, which is um, Esau, and you have twin B, which is Jacob. Jacob, again, uh, children, like I said, the the twins tend to look alike, act like, um, and over the years, even being around twins, I've discovered that one twin can say one word and the other twin will complete the same sentence because there come from one sperm. They come from one place. Um, They might have different colors they like, but all in all, when one is sick, the other one may be in school, but they'll know that the brother's not feeling well. It's the genetics that twins are built with, okay? Well, these twins came up. Even though they had the same mother and father, they had different characteristics. They had different things they like, colors they like, okay? So here by the time we get to this part of the scriptures in Genesis 32, um, here uh, Jacob has, uh, has, has tricked his older brother Esau out of his birthright. He had done all kinds of things, and um, he was coming after him because he was angry um, because of things that he thought he had done to his baby brother. Okay. 
And so here, um, Jacob has come to his point and realized that um, he has to make a change. Um, his father now, I believe at this point, has deceased and uh, uh, the mother has manipulated um, Jacob because he was the baby. He was the baby of the child. He let his had his way. And at the end of his father's life, he wrapped himself up with fur around him uh, so his father would think that he was um, the older son in order to steal his birthright. Well, he's now coming to grips with things that he's done in our lifetime. As us, as the adults, now, human beings, we grow up in a sense, and then we realize that the people, um, we have to realize to basically to reap what we sow. You know. I'm not on there like you, so because your meeting is now streaming live, so we are live. You should see the notification on your page. And I'm going to start sharing in my group. Give us a can you hear me, everybody? Hello? I can hear you. I can hear you. Okay. Okay. Thank you. I just wanted to know. So here we have, this is where we come to this part of the text. They, he has scammed, he has scammed, he's lied. Um, he had to, uh, to and just, just a lot of things was going on. And his brother was coming behind him, and he thought he was going to kill him. Okay. And he decided he was going to go ahead and um, take his family on the other side um, so that he could spend some time with God. And all of us, at one point or another, some older, some younger, um, we have to realize that we have to uh, spend time with God. We have to talk to him about things that we did and same things that we didn't do right and things that what we re repent for and things that when we didn't, we didn't know, we didn't do any better. But now we know better, so we want to do better. Because at one point in our life, we must be able to realize the mistakes that we've made, but because the law that God spoke in the Old Testament that what a man sows, you shall so reap. So here now comes um, Jacob of reckoning time because he was going to go through because of the things that he'd done. Amen. Hallelujah. So can I go start at the the um, 24th verse. This is Genesis 32 at the 24th verse. And Jacob was left alone. And there was wrestled a man with him until the breaking of the day. Uh, Jacob, Jacob, 
Jacob means trickster, sneaky person. He said, but this time, Jacob was by himself. He was no longer having his family around him because when he left, he had his family, his children, his people that worked for him. So now he has is alone by himself. That's why I said that at some point in our lives, we have to be left alone in the spirit that we can check ourselves out what we've done right and what we've done wrong. That word grapple, that word to say when I'm left alone, grapple means to be bodily touched or moved. So we have to be spiritually sometimes touched and moved by God. It's not all about the physical touching, okay, but the spiritual touching of God that I must make a change. I've made mistakes in my life. I've maybe treated people wrong. Maybe I've stole. Maybe I was on drugs. Maybe I was a whore. Um, all these things now I've changed my life or I realize I've got to change me or I'll go to hell. So it says Jacob was left alone and there he wrestled. He fought with his conscience and the spirit. He fought in such a way that I know I've hurt my brother. I've hurt my mother. I've left. I, my father is, got, is gone, and I, I lied to him, uh, along with the other things. Um, his brother would go out to hunt all day long, Esau. And when he'd come back to eat, um, um, uh, his Jacob would kick him out of food and all kinds of things just to be mean and sneaky. You can't live your whole life mean and sneaky and underhanded and, and because it will come back to you. When we think that nobody knows, the one thing that we know with assurity that God knows everything we do, what we say, where we go, how we act. There's nothing the Bible says, there's nothing hidden from God. So here was a spiritual uh, wrestling with God. Now we're going to deal with first. Okay. There's a wrestling, the wrestling, wrestling. I was looked up the word um, um, wrestling. It means there a there's a fight, there's a battle, there's an intensity there. Um, because of things that's going on around you. So here, the mindset now is that you see him alone, and he has time to fight with his conscience to figure out how he's hurt himself and hurt his brother and hurt his family and and and, and did all kinds of stuff. Unfortunately, some men or and women go with the years. And their conscience doesn't bother them. They have no conscience because they have been seared. The Bible talks some. Sometimes people' uh, conscience can be seared. The Bible says as a hot iron. Simply why? Because they've done it over and over and over to the point that it just doesn't matter anymore. You know. Um, but a person who is uh, says they love God, we must have that kind of conscience 
to say, I made mistakes. Some people don't want to admit they make mistakes. Well, that's not God because we have to have the conscience of God to get into Christ. In other words, if I say I lie, I lie, I lie, and you know you're not lying, eventually your body, your mind, and your spirit get so confused that you don't even know whether you're lying or you're telling the truth. But because you've lied so long, your spirit that you now believe, think that you're telling the truth. And it must be a terrible thing that after a while, you're so long, you don't know whether you're telling the truth or not um, and stuff like that. So we must have a conscience in God. But here Jacob's beginning to realize that he's made mistakes all of his life. And Jacob was left alone, and there wrestled a man with him. Okay. So when I first um, began to study this scripture, I was only thinking that um, Jacob was alone and thinking, um, they was thinking of himself as opposed to a person, a thing that was there, an entity was there. But when I begin to study this, it says this about him. He says, but he was left alone with a man. And he was wrestling alone there, wrestling a man with him, a man, him, until the day break. So you mean in this experience, while he was alone, that that Jacob had enough power to fight an entity or God all night long. It was a bodily fight. And here it says, I actually says, I have the proof that there was a bodily fight that refers to in the Bible. If it was not a bodily fight, why was there such a all night long fight to the enemy or to to the to the angel began to he wrestled him and hurt him. Okay. He hurt him. Because he wasn't getting ready to give up. And and we saints, we must not give up. We must wrestle and wrestle in the things of God. As if is, this is my last night on earth. As is this my last day to do anything. Wrestle with him in the spirit realm. Don't give up. Don't give out. Don't throw in the towel. Don't say, I'm not going to do this no more. I'm going to quit. I'll just try something else. Unless God tells us to give up, we must hang on in there, whether it's in a business, uh, uh, whether it's a job, or whether it's you want to fix your house up differently, uh, whether you... It takes 10 days to clean one room. We, we've got to make up our mind. We have to just 
continue with the fight for the life of our souls. You know why? Because our children are depending on us. Our grandchildren to be are depending on us. Um, our relationship with Christ is not depending on us alone, but our children see how we pray. Our children see how we suffer. Our children see how we go through. Our children, even may, they may not really sit down and talk to you. There may be times down the line they will talk to you. Uh, maybe they'll even sit down and talk to some of those kids about how uh, God is and how what your mother says. We don't know how many uh, people in our lives, we don't know how many children in our lives are depending on our prayer and our prayer life. And just imagine if we just said all these years, we just said, I'm just, I'm just going to give up. I'm just going to go out there in the, in the world and just live like hell and just do what you want to do and lay, uh, lay down with everybody and sleep with everybody and cheat with everybody. If things not working no more, I'm finished. So God wants us to wrestle in the spirit realm, attach ourselves to him spiritually so God can open up his understanding to us in everything in this book, whether it's Genesis to Gener- uh, Revelation. We can't look, we can't read the book, the Bible the same way. I just can't just see the book or the Bible uh, from the pages, okay? But like Jacob as he wrestled, you must now surely sit down and watch uh, Jacob and the spirit wrestle. You've got to sit there in the place with Jacob while he's going through and understand how the blows, how the spiritual body blows that we take in the spirit realm. Because Jacob, as he wrestled in the natural, Jacob wrestled in the spirit realm. And the body blows that we take on in a bad marriage and the body blows that we take with our children when they go through and they don't want to talk to us, that our body blows we take when our children will drive us up a wall, when the body breaks when we take, when our cars fall apart and we have no way to get to church or get to work. The body blows that we take because we don't know what to do, where to go, what to say, but where every body blow is a body blow, but God's trying to teach us to take the blows. But when you learn to get into the realm of the spirit of the text, now I can sit there with Jacob and take the body blows because Jacob was a liar. Jacob was a thief. Jacob was a stickster. But Jacob in this battle with himself and with the Spirit of God is him is teaching and all of us to take the body blows because God is making us. God is 
grooming us. God is growing within us. God is making making us for his glory. Every body blow, every blow of the enemy, every blow in the mindset, everything when the enemy comes, he said you lift up a standard. That's what he said in the New Testament. But the now, in the Old Testament right here, Genesis, he's actually taking spiritual body blows, oh, from Manamuhusha, from God himself, saying, okay, pick up, pick up, pick up, fight, 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 almost like, 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 uh, Ali, when he was uh, floating around the ring, there's the body blows of God. Cause he's teaching us to take a licking. And keep on moving. Taking licking, no matter what I'm going through. Taking a licking while your children are sitting around and seeing how mama's struggling. Well, but they're seeing that our mothers and fathers endured. They were, we've seen the things that we went through. And we've seen these years later, it looked like it was fun. But I want you to know it wasn't fun for your family, but they endured. The Bible says, endure hardships as a good soldier. And so that's what Jacob was doing, hallelujah, hallelujah, when he was left alone with, and he was wrestling with a man or an angel. Till the breaking of the day. Sometimes if you just get up early in the morning and it's real quiet, when you're so quiet, when it's early in the morning and there is such a peace, every now and then if you live in the city, you might hear a little um, siren go through or whatever if you're, you know, but something about the midnight hours. It's something about early in the morning. There is such a peace in God. That peace where you can almost hear God breathe in you. It's almost like when you're taking a deep breath. And the peace of the lungs when it expands. The peace. When I can begin to think about what happened last night or what happened yesterday and yet I still feel peace. It might have been a rough day, but I got another chance to live. I got another chance to breathe. I have another chance to repent. I have a, another chance that early in the morning when my daughter wakes up, I'm going to give her a call. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about the goodness of Jesus. And I believe that Jacob, until he began to wrestle with the inner man in him, there was a peace before the storm. And, you know, even in our lives, there's always a peace. Sometimes it's a storm. But the wonder is when the, 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 the wind is rough, but when it subsides, oh, God, it feels good because you've gone through that storm. You've gone through that shaking. You you know it might hurt. It might feel bad. It feels like your body is exhausted. Have you thought about when, even when you're working or walking really fast, 
And all of a sudden, the comfort of how your body is says, just lie down. When we lay down at night, it feels so good just, just to hit the mattress and just stretch out. Well, here was that time that Jacob was wrestling. Soon to have peace. Soon to have a wrestling relationship with God. No, it wasn't going to be easy. I've been to think about what he did to his family, what he did to his mom, what he did to his brother. Thinking that he was going to uh, feel the consequences of his actions. He didn't realize that it was God dealing with him. All he knew was that in the spirit that he was in the fight of his life. Have you ever been in such a fight? A fight that you didn't know whether you were going to make it alive. Every time as a woman um, you have children, it's, it's a fight for your life. It's a, life, it's a fight for your life because, it, yes, you're alive, but at the point of you actually producing a child, there's a moment that whether or not the, the, the wife or the baby can make it through successfully through the birth canal. That birth canal that when the body itself opens itself up completely through its surfix so that the baby can come through on the earth. Well, this was the experience that Jacob was having. He was under, he didn't realize it. He was coming through a birth canal. He was coming through a birth place. The, all that he'd be gone through, the stealing, the lying, the, the everything that he was doing. Um, but God was still with him in the midst of his, the fight for his life. Jacob, 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 Jacob the stickster, Jacob the liar. Jacob, was, he did whatever he wanted to do. And they, he had to be um, like uh, really mama's baby because he got away with anything he wanted to. But even in the midst of that, I believe that he would have never been the prince of Israel himself, his new name, if God had not allowed. And you say, why do you say that, preacher? Because God is in in charge. Nothing happens except God allow. Jacob was the smaller one, but Jacob was the wiser one. Jacob had that relationship with mom that she could get anything from him. So Jacob had a character that God could use him for his purpose. In the midst of his sneakiness, his underhandedness, there was a relationship that God required of himself to be in the line of the king. My God, my God. He was in charge. And Jacob was left alone. And there he wrestled. There was a fright. And a man 
with him until the breaking of the day. You know how many seconds there are in a day? How many hours? It must be hard to just just run and run for 24 hours a day. You must be stretched out with your muscles. You must really hurt, hurt. But yet, Jacob said, I'm not going to give up lest I die. 25 says this, and when he saw, he prevailed not. In other words, he said, and when he saw, but look at here, it looked like I wasn't going to win. It says, but the, he touched the thigh. Because when I touch your thigh, a lot of times if you ever watch wrestling matches, the wrestling matches, they always go for the guy's thigh. Because there's a joint between the thigh and the leg. Because I, I can touch your thigh. And bring, I can bring you down on the ground. I can prevail against you. I can stop. I can win the battle. So the angel decided, I can't really stop him unless I, in a way, I can wrestle him and I can I can stop him from uh, uh, being in charge of winning this battle. He says, and when he saw, and he prevailed not, so the angel saying that, that I can win against him, that he touched, the angel touched, he says he touched the hollow of he is thy, my God, and the hollow of Jacob's thigh was out of joint. Okay. It says, as he wrestled with him. So the only way the angel could stop Jacob, which means Jacob must have had some power. Jacob should have been, must have been pretty strong. Jacob was a little scrappy. But Jacob said, I'm here if by myself. I want to talk to God. So, and then somebody comes along and going to uh, try to, uh, how to kill me? No, I'm going to fight unless I die. But he didn't realize that he was actually wrestling with God. My God. My God, my God. And 26 says this, and he said, let me go. Let me go for the day breaks. Say, look here, Jacob, let me go. It's getting dark. It's getting night now. We've we've fought all night long. I fought and fought and fought. You are a human being. I I am not. A human being, and so I, I, I need you to let me go. Let me go. That's what you got to do, saints. We've got to fuss, fight, and carry on, and do what we need to do until God says, "Don't fight no more." Let go," said the angel. "Let go," he said. And then Jacob says to him, "Look here, I will not let you go." I ain't going to let you go. I've been gone too far. I done did so much stuff. And if you're God, 
I'm not going to let you go, God, except you bless me. I've gone through too much. I've gone through, some of us have gone through with three husbands. Some of us have gone through with the children. Some places we've gone to, to churches that folks are actually crazy and mean, mean spirit. Some of the meanest saints in the world. But here, Jacob saying, I'm not going to let you go. I've got the upper hand. I'm stronger. I, I, I got everything under control. And I've gone through a lot of stuff. I want to change my life. I want to change my attitude. Well, in the meantime, hallelujah, God's dealing with us in the spirit and saying, God, look at this battle. This guy's not going to let get let go. He said, but Jacob said, I'm not going to let you go. But you bless me. He didn't say what he wanted blessing for. He didn't say how much he wanted it for. He didn't say how long. All he said was, I'm not going to give up. Unless you bless me. But the man says, I got to go. I got to go. He said, no, 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 no. Look here. I'm in charge. I am prevailing. I'm overcoming. I am strong. I am mighty. And it ain't over till I say it's over. And we've got to have that attitude sometimes. It ain't over until God says it's over for us. I don't care how old you are. I don't care how pretty you are. I don't care how you skinny you are. I'm in control. I'm prevailing because God gave me that power. God has given me that authority. God has given me that wisdom. And if I need that job, I'm going to get it. If I want a new business, I'm going to get it. No matter what happens, I'm going to prevail. It's my dream. It's my hope. It's my desire. And God promised me. He said, God promised me that he would provide for me. Hallelujah. And I'm not giving up. So you got to get it. you got to just got to bless me. Uh, that's the only way I'm going to let go. And blessings ain't always money. God ain't always about things and cars, but the ultimate decision is our life for Christ so that we ain't going to give up till we get it right with God. We ain't going to give up. And it feels like I'm, my life is in a mess, but I'm not giving up now. I, I refuse to give up. I heard somebody say one day, I'm, it's, uh, I'm just going to run and run and see what the end going to be, and at the end, I'm going to meet my Savior Face to face. Well, Jacob's basically saying the same thing. I want to see the face of God for myself. I'm going to see his face. I'm going to see his face, touch his grace in person because God has promised me, promises. And God, you know what? You told me that a promise is a promise. If you did it for Abraham, you can do it for me. It just doesn't matter, God, because I am your See, if we need to write a fight all night long for for daybreak, ah, look at here. I realize that I can fight and wrestle with you till the day breaks and come on back tomorrow so we can fight some more. But I will not give up till you bless me. Bless me. Bless me in my home. Bless me with my children. Bless me, even my character, so I'm not so mean no more. Bless me with the things that I need that you promised me. Bless me. I'm not going to go out like this. Uh, uh, I will not quit in the things of God. 
That's what he says. He says, I'm not giving up. You're not, I'm not, I'm not giving up now. I'm not giving up. So you're blessed. Yeah. And 26 says this, and he said, let me go for the day breaks. There's a breaking of the day. Even our lives, it seems like sometimes it's so dark. Looks like everything's falling apart. But there will be a break, daybreak. There will be some sunshine. Because somewhere on the earth, it might be dark. But somewhere on the other side of the earth, the others break, the day breaking. So there will be a break of the day at some point in our lives. He says, for I will not let go except thou bless me. 27, this says, and he said unto him, and he said, what is thy name? So here now, the angel, or God, is talking to him. And he said, Jacob. And he says, thy name shall no be no more Jacob, but Israel, for thou is a prince, my God, a prince, a prince that has power with God. Power, 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 power. That's what we were studying the other day. It's Lucius power. He has authority. You have wrestled with me all night long, man, and you don't know who you've really been fighting with, but I've got to go on and do on something for other people, but you know what? You are no longer the same. When you put your hands in the hands of God, we are no longer the same. Our lives are never the same. Our spirits are never the same. We don't walk the same. We don't talk the same. Because there's something in you when you've been touched by God, really touched, not form, not fashion, because somebody else, and not being possessed by a demon, but something about you when you have truly changed your countenance, your inward man, when you really have changed in the things of God. And nobody has to tell you whether you've changed or not. Because when you open your mouth, you will know whether you changed or not. Okay. And how you do stuff, you know whether or not you're changed or not. So nobody's prophesying or telling you who you are or where you're not. But when you open your mouth, whatever is in you, coming out. But when you have the Spirit of God, when you are no longer Jacob, the trickster, the liar, the cheater, but now God says, and then and the, the key was that, that God asked him, he said, what is your name? Now, God knew who he was, but he wanted to tell him, yeah, I'm a liar. Yeah, I'm a cheater. Yeah, I did all kind of stuff. That's why I asked him, what's your name? He said, but no, you are no longer that person. But I've given you power. I've given you power with God and with men and has prevailed, my God. He has given us power to prevail. 
prevail in every situation. Once we have turned our lives over to Christ, really made a change, confessed, and now moving in a different direction spiritually, God has promised us all that he has given us power. He has just not given us power, but he's given us that exousius power. That the same power that he spoke to existence of the world, God has now imputed in us that same power. That same power that we are no longer reading the text, but we're actually moving in the text. That we see that in the text that Jacob is there as, as fighting with, with, with the angel, but I see the body blows of him. We see the body blows uh, on the ground. We we see the movement and the rustling of, of the thigh so that he experiences. We now experience, hallelujah, the touch of the thigh so that it knocked itself out of the joint because he was prevailing over God. But God saw his heart. God saw a change with every body blow that I'm not giving up. It looks like my teeth might be falling out, but I'm forgetting myself. I'm forgetting my teeth. I don't worry about whether everything's falling out, but I'm going to fight and be prevailed because I know that's the only way I can come out on top. My God. My God. My God. Jacob had a conscience. It's important to have a conscience. But when he got by this brook, he began to think about all the little 30 sneaky, nasty things because he has a conscience. It's important for us to have a conscience. If nobody knows what you do, God knows. Okay. But Jacob decided that he was going to wrestle with the enemy, whoever he was. Because he wasn't going to go out like that. He wasn't going to give up. He's not going to throw in a towel. He was going to do all that he was going to do. Okay. He was influenced by his mother and his father. But he realized now, I've got to make a change. I've got family out there that I put across the river. I've got grandchildren maybe there, maybe hidden. And I don't want the enemy to destroy me. But because I am the strong man, I've got to bind the enemy. And he figured that this was the enemy. But he didn't realize that God was strengthening him. He didn't realize that he was fight in the fight of his life. He was in the fight of his life for his children and his grandchildren and his great-grandchildren and his great-grandchildren and all of the legacies that you or he would see in his lifetime, even the memory of himself through his children. He did not realize he was in the fight of his life, in his prayer life, in his fasting life. And he said, God, I'm not going to give up unless you bless me. He never asked for a car. He never asked for a house. He never saw a car. He never asked for animals. He said, bless me. He 
And that's what God wants for us. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and all of his righteousness. And how do we get that? We get that through prayer, fasting, knowing your word, praying your word, loving on God. And when you love on God, the extension of you, the love, should go out to your family, your friends, even in the stores, smile. You don't know what people are going through right now. We don't know the 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 the, the problems and the situations worldwide on people today. You don't know uh, who we need to pray for. But ask God sometimes, who do I need to pray for for the next 24 hours? Where do I need to go for the next 24 hours? Do what I need to do. Pray, pray, pray. God has a blessing for us. But if Jacob had not wrestled with God, his bloodline would have died right then. Because he made up in his mind, yes, I was wrong, but I'm going to do right from now on. And if this stranger came here to kill me, either I'm going to kill him or or he's going to kill me, but I'm not giving up. I've got too much to live for. People are depending on me. Our children are depending on us, especially the ones that don't know God. Our grandchildren are depending on us. Our neighbors, they depend on us. Even sometimes they don't like us, but they depend on us. They know, well, you're living next door to me, so at least they ain't broken my house. I could go somewhere else and everything's gone. And we don't know. When we go to even out to shop, smile. We don't know who needs that smile. God is depending on us as a people. God is depending on us individually and collectively. We don't know what tomorrow brings. But like Jacob, Jacob said, no, I'm not going to let let you go till you bless me. And again, it's not about a monetary blessing. It is a blessing of the Lord for you, for you, your children, your grandchildren, and your great-grandchildren that you may never see. But because the seed in you, your children's children's children, will be blessed and know their God. Because Jacob did not give up, even in his sin. He made up his mind that night, in that wrestle, his whole life was going to change. And that's why I told you everywhere in the Bible, you, when you see a name change in the Bible, whether Saul to Paul or or whatever, those places in the Bible represent You have no, you have changed your God. You are no longer serving the same God. 
but you are changing your mind, your character, your heart towards a new God. And God chose that name Israel for Jacob. Israel, right now today, is the most blessed financial country in the world today. Israel was the first nation create in writing uh, uh, computers. This nation, Israel, was the same place that Jesus Christ himself put his feet on the ground, as well as some of the other areas. Okay. So that's the power of the connection in Christ that we have today. Okay. So, like I said, it's not so much about the money. Because a lot of prophets, they just want to preach about your money and when you're offering and you give me a, send me a $100 offer and I'm a No, 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 no. God didn't do all that stuff. He's talking about your spiritual growth, your spiritual dynamics, your spiritual understanding. Because, again, we will all leave this earth one day. Our bodies will go to the ground. Our spirits, we will no longer talk. But where will we end up in eternity? And if God changed him, God can change us. And now, take this word tonight. Hold on to it. And from now on, when you read this Bible, in your spare time, tell God, ask God, Open me this book up and let me sit with the character to know how he feels. I'm not looking at the book, but now put yourself in the spirit realm so that you can watch Jacob wrestle with the angel and see the fire, the anointing. So you can, God, open up his word and his understanding to who you are and who you belong to. Amen. So let's go on. 32 says, And therefore the children of Israel eat not of which shrank. In other words, so from that point on, Israel, the countries, some places in Israel, people don't even eat that part of the side. Amen. The hollow of a tie unto this day, okay? Right now, today, even in Israel especially, they don't send, they don't eat that part of a tie of, of the food they eat. Um, therefore, the children of Israel eat not of sinew, okay? The muscles, which shrank of which upon the hollow day, because he touched the thigh, the hollow of Jacob's thigh in the sinew. Amen. Father, we thank you for the word tonight. And we thank you, God, to, uh, for this word. We thank you um, for the Holy Ghost. We thank you for your word. God, teach us how to go into your word and see you in the life of you. Open our understanding of your word. Because we just don't want to read a book. We don't just want to just read a passage. 
but we want to experience the wife of Jacob or we want to experience this, the life of Jezebel. Uh, so we see the life of uh, any character in the Bible because we want it to come to life in us so that our life will not be the same. Because, Lord, we need you now more than ever. We need more the word of you more than ever um, because we know we can't make it without you. God, we bind the adversary because we know that any time we begin to expose and open up your understanding, the enemy comes. But we thank you now and rebuke in the name of Jesus. Satan, I will no longer fight with you, but I will stand strong in the mighty in the word. Father, we thank you for our children. God, you know all of our children expending to all of us. God, teach us to be what you want us to be so that we would be example to them. Give us more patience. Give us more understanding. Give us more kindness. God, to give them, teach us, teach us to love them even more. We love them, but sometimes, Lord, we can't, we can't understand them or we don't like them. But God, teach us to be that mother and the father that you want us to be. Teach us do your will for us and for our children. God, teach us sometimes just to even to listen to our children, even when they're lost, even when they're angry. God, teach us how to love on them even the more. Teach us how to be an example to them, even in the midst of every storm, because even though when they have storms, they bring their storms to us, but because you allowed us to teach how to pray for them and love them, help us to be what you want us to be. Teach us to be like Israel. That God, you've given us power with him. Give us Israel's power, God, in the name of Jesus. Let us not be anyway the same as before this message. Thank you, God, because I thank you a lot of times you will teach me stuff to teach other people. Now, I could have been a little wild woman and never really teach stuff and give them the perspective that God had given to me. But I do know when you give me stuff, and every I share it, you always anoint me the more, you always lift me the more, you keep me the more, and I thank you for it. And I don't do it just for for them, God, but I think I thank you for your my relationship with you. God, I can't make it without you, and I realize I, I can't make it, I can't breathe without you. And for that, God, I love you with just nothing else. I thank you for Dolores. I thank you for Shirley. I thank you for the apostle. I thank you, God, for anybody that's on this line tonight or on this date. That we have to learn that we live in the living epistle, which is the word of God. For what the word says, I have, I have. What the word says, I can do, I can do. And I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me. God, give us a night's sleep tonight in the name of Jesus. And it's just time. We're going to open the floor. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. 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 Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah.
Hallelujah. Is there anything here? Hello, Apostle Erica. Hallelujah. Amen. Hello? 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 Wanda? Hello? Hello? Can you hear me? Hello? Can you hear Hello? me? Hello? Yes? Linda? I hear you. Can you hear me? I hear you. Yes? Yes? Maddie, can you hear me? Yes? Oh, hi, Maddie. Hi. Okay. Hi. <laughs> it's, uh, oh. How are you doing? I'm doing fantastic. Did you have a good time? Pardon? Did you have a good time? You listened to the message? Oh, the word was 
The word was so good. I enjoyed that so much. Because oh, I was having, um, yeah, I was having a, a situation. And someone had asked me the other day what my children say. And each one of my children have accepted Jesus Christ, Christ at one point in their life. But they're not living for him. So what God told me, he said, he said, your children are. He said, they just out of fellowship. He said, I'm married to the backslider. Mm-hmm. And so it, the marriage relationship is so strong. So I was like, okay, God. He said, he's married, married to them. Mm-hmm. And it, it really, like, it really touched my spirit to realize that he's married to them. Yeah. We don't never give up because of our covenant with him. Mm-hmm. So we look at what they do, but God looks beyond that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because so we're connected. Technically, he did it with Abraham. He does the same thing with us. We make we make commitments and um and so So sometimes it feels like it's but they're they're there, they understand, they see. Um but if God promises he's a com he's a promise keeper. Um in everything mm-hmm. that you do and stuff. So sometimes it feels like it's not gonna happen. But if he promised it, there's no way that God would not keep his own promise. That's why he said he he's he swore he swore by his own self. <laughs> and you can't get more powerful than that when he swears by mm-hmm. his own self. So and because of that covenant, when we connect to him, we now have that covenant, that covenant with our children. You know. Um, and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. I don't think it is, made, made me stop saying, telling people that, um, they ask me, are they saved? Or even I think it myself because I look at their behavior, then I'm thinking that they are not saved. But if they accept Jesus and he said that he's married to them, he's really like, marriage, marriage is a strong term and he's married to them. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's, I have that's a whole awesome. new perspective of it. And that's awesome. That's art. That's, I mean, because if you had not given your Christ, your life to Christ, they would have had a door, play to get in doors, you know. So in, everything that we do is on, predicated on God and then relationships. You know, I think some of us are still living off of our mothers and fathers' prayers, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. have taken place because of that prayer that been, was put up before they left here for us. Yeah, yeah it's so true. Understand what they understand. But every generation has comes wiser but yet weaker. You know, mm-hmm. and in their weak state, you know, they can still have that Told Abraham, he said, "Look up at the stars and see how many, you know, 
that's going to come out of your loins. And even he didn't turn around and said, look at all the stars in the sky. But look down on the ground and see how many that's going to be in the sand for you. So here's my, he's, he's seeing afar off. And that's one of the things my God speaks to me about, is to speak afar off for my grandchildren, not that my children, but my grandchildren and my great-great-grandchildren that I may never see, that the promises of God are still there because of my commitment to Christ. In some way, somehow, God will bless us because of that through our children and our grandchildren. Because of our, he's a covenant-keeping God. That's why marriage is a covenant. Marriage is a covenant with God. I am bound to you. I didn't just marry you, but I am bound to you. We are bound together in unity with God. And that's stronger than anything else. And that's why people a lot of times when they go into situations and they they uh, they backslide and they end up sleeping with other brothers, you know, people, that's a covenant they, they broke. God didn't break the covenant. They did. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, you could still repent, but I'm saying to you that the covenant is supposed to be forever. That's why a wedding ring has a round circle. That's supposed to be for eternity. Mm-hmm. You know, so and and so and our children when they come up, they come through the covenant by being married. So that's forever and ever. <laughs> you never lose that marriage covenant with God. <laughs> you might might have a covenant with with a man. You might lose, but you don't leave that covenant with God. <laughs> so I praise God. And you know, because when we accept Jesus as our Savior. A lot of times, it's not, well, all the time, our spirit, our spirit man is sealed. Yes. And so the flesh does all that sinning and stuff, but that spirit never sinned. It is sealed. Yes. It, nothing can yes. come in and nothing can go out of it. Right. Amen. My God. Awesome. Forever and ever, once you get sealed. Mm-hmm. My God, my God, my God. And he loved us so much, even with Moses. And Moses messed up. And he, he at least you get to look over and see the other side of the land. He might not get in it, but he had that covenant just to even see it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, God. Oh, God. And all of us messed up. That's the thing. All of us messed up. All of us. That's, mm-hmm. that's my God, my God. So we thank God for that, for that word tonight. You know, um, so but I, you 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 gave me a delight. <laughs> you made my day and my night, Miss Maddie. <laughs> well, you made my day and night because <laughs> I was feeling like you told that lady a lie. Those children ain't saved. You just told that lady a lie. And so God said, he said, he said, I'm married to the backslider. Yes. And I could not find that scripture. <laughs> Nowhere to find it. 
I could not find it because you don't let me Google too much, so I couldn't find it. But I knew it was it, it was there in the Bible. I'm saying you are married, and you don't get no divorces. So guess what? Once they accept him as their savior, he 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 has to go for the spirit man, not the flesh. He has to go for that spirit man. Yeah, yeah. So that's the only thing that will survive at the end of the day. Our bodies go to yeah. the ground, but our spirits, you know what I'm saying? Our so, mm-hmm. Yes, that's how we deal with that. And that's the grace yeah. message. It has to go back to the grace message. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. So, because I was reading about uh, we are being married to Christ in, in Romans. It tells us about we are married to him. Yeah. Because it's not mm-hmm. hard. The only way you can walk off from God you have to be a mature person who actually knows what he's doing. If you're immature, you can't walk off from God like that. But you have to make a conscious decision. And it's not a baby Christian. It's a mature Christian who can walk off and tell God no. Yes. The devil can't trick you off. Yeah. Yeah. You got a purpose to do it. That's right. Mm-hmm. And that makes a difference. My God, my God. And that makes a difference because sometimes they don't know the enemy deceived them. Mm-hmm. But when you consciously know what you do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. All right, Pastor Shirley, you you uh, want to make a comment on the message? No, I just thank God for you letting him use you to feed us. I tell you, I think, I thank God. That was wonderful. Yeah, it was. The rhetoric, the imagery, everything was just on point. And it puts you right there. Right there with Gates. Yeah. yeah, that's what God's been dealing with everybody me about. Talk when I about everybody always talks about Jacob, but he's all right. Mm-hmm. 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 He's named as a patriarch, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. And that's what we have to do, use the Bible. Use the Bible as imagery to actually not just read the book, but you're actually in the book. You're watching mm-hmm. and learning from Jesus and you're seeing his miracles. You know what I'm saying? And even at the end... Even when he dies on a cross, you see him lifting lifting up with his mother and watching him see him die. And that's how you know the, the power of love, power, true love, when you can see his death spiritually and how he got up on the third day with all power. Okay. So it's, it's, it's a process of learning. And we're all supposed to grow. And we're all going to change. We all don't grow at the same time. And then we don't have to be, we can't be selfish Christians. You know, what I know, you don't know, that's why. Well, you know, I don't know. But we come in this thing together. You know, that we're going to help the body exist, the body grow, body of Christ grow in things and everything. My God, my God. Yes, sir. Well, thank you, ladies. And, um, and stuff like that. I appreciate y'all. Um, um, and whenever you feel like, Manny, you give us a call on Thursday nights, and sometimes I'll give you a call or when you have your stuff and your nights too. So we're going to help each other in the body of Christ. Yeah, Maddie, right. Going on on Thursday night. Oh, yeah, I do. You're on yeah, we Friday night. What okay, time? well, I've only done Friday night, but then I'll get I'll get your number and we'll do that. 
be with us with you. We're not doing anything on Friday night. Of course, we need one another. I really needed a word. I was like hungry. Yeah. Yes, we got to feed each other. That's what we're doing. I believe that's God allowed us to do stuff like that so we can grow as a people in a body. So when we're, you know, because we we needed that. I think so many people were just going to church but not, not having relationships. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not everybody's looking for it. Just, just looking, looking for each other. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and as long as they're preaching Jesus, that's good. As long as they not they ain't preaching Jesus, see ya. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Uh, but I don't hear hey, the wrong way. I don't care how old I am. Do you want to take, um, Prophetess Erica, do you want to take um, Sister um, Minister Maddie's number? She has a church in her house. You want to take her number so you all can send her a text so when you come on Thursday night, she'll get the text? Okay, I can do that. Okay, yeah. yes, yes. Oh, this is my... Okay, go ahead. Um, yeah, make sure you give her that information um, and stuff like that. Um, so we have is is um boss, is Dor- Dolores still online? Is she on the line? No, I think you called. No, she's not on there. Okay, okay, yes, yes. All right, uh, go oh. ahead and um, you can get her number or 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 Erica. We can I can get it. Um, Shirley, 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 just send it to me or or Erica, <laughs> and well, um, we'll shoot there right it. now. Okay. Do you want to give her your number right now? I don't know if my heart. Nine five four eight two two four two three seven. God is He's expanding our coast. You see that? Yeah. This is awesome. Uh-huh. Wow. That's why he had me call Shirley. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, we had, we had this podcast. We actually have, um, we, we, we tape it and then it's all over in the world. We have people from England, France, Ireland, uh, a whole bunch of different countries, um, Vietnam, um, that they, well, they're not in, Actual service and play, we do the playback because we're on Spotify and some other places. Been doing this for over a year now, at least longer than that, but def, definitely a year. Hmm. Well, I know like um, I know like um, it has been actually because we uh, originally started in 2008. Oh, it's um, so and then we originally had changed the name. Uh, last year we had changed the name. Uh, change the name, and when we change the name, um, I believe that God was preparing us for it. Uh, he was preparing us for, uh, when the pandemic hit. God has already repositioned us. So sometimes God will allow certain things in our lives, or an event in our lives, or circumstances in our lives to force us to reposition ourselves. And He had called oh for Ecclesia to reposition ourselves because. We spent so much time being out of order. 
okay? And because we spent that, I guess, that time out of order, we he had to shut down, physically shut down the church, the the want the church, the want to be church. I just say the want to be church because the church is supposed to be within our hearts. Supposed to be in our church, but the people that are acting churchy doesn't mean they they are of the church. Does not mean they were of of God. Uh, they were because they were religious. They was not having a relationship like they should. So when uh, when he had to sound the alarm, God had to say, "Listen here, I'm getting ready to sound the alarm, and I'm going to cause some some ruckus." So that oh, he, he he don't cause confusion. Listen, he caused it because the cause of ruckus. So some of us will get get a deliverance out of it. Some of us will be able to receive a breakthrough out of it, and then the rest of us will end up repositioning ourselves. Um, so he allow us to do that, uh, like you say, in this season to do that. Um, and we start, um, and then on my first it was just one platform. I remember in 2008 it was one platform, and then now from 2008 to now since last year, we went from uh, I rather it was four platforms, no, uh, eight platforms. Eight platforms. Now we're at 19 different platforms. So we all, it has hit across internet radio, different podcast platforms, all at one time. All right. And we forever give God the glory for that because, you know, he was he was repositioning us. He said, listen here, uh, y'all may think it's on the back burner. Y'all think, y'all may think it's nothing, but he said, listen here, I'm going to shut down the church and I'm going to show you better than I can tell you. He said, once it come up, then you will really be able to distinguish who is who um, in the midst of this season. He did that so he can distinguish because some people were like, oh, I, 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 if, if I'm going by a lie. If, if, you know, people lie. People lie on podcasts. People lie in the radio. Because why? Because you can't. But see what happened, God allowed us to, to shut down our spirit, physical eyes and tap into the supernatural now to see now I can see who you really are. Why? Because I have put you and placed you in a position to reposition yourself. So now that you know that I am God. He had to do that to us as people. He had to do it do that to us as individuals. Some of us right now took our walk for the past seven months, and God had to allow things to happen to shake up stuff within the last seven months. Why? To get us to reposition ourselves. And I believe that's what happened with, with Jacob. Jacob was a little hard-headed. He was a little stubborn, you know. And he was like a scrappy little scrappy little dude. He was very scrappy. Yes. And some of us uh, can be a little scrappy, too. But, um, like you said, he didn't, he didn't let them go. He didn't, he didn't let go until he received his lesson. So that means we cannot let nothing go. That's what God fully repositioned us. No. And it says that him said the thigh that also but it also talks about uh the the name Jacob also means heel catcher. Okay? So heel catcher. So he just caught him by the heel, like, Oh, you think you're gonna just walk away and and uh, and, and thank you for to do what you wanna do? He said, No, nah, I'm gonna I'm gonna shake you up and I'm gonna show you, I'm gonna I'm gonna get the glory out of this. You're going to go through something. But I, in this pandemic, I'm going to get the glory out of it. It ain't you going to get the glory. He said, but I'm going to get the glory. So if he has to do that, he had to. He had to reposition some of us. Yes, he did. He had, some of us had to start all the way from the beginning 
and try to, you know, put ourselves. Yes, he may have to some. We had to restart, replant, you know, reformat everything. Why? Because the ecclesia was not in position, the correct position. They mm-hmm. allowed Amity's things to flow when they had no business flowing. So it makes it it makes it harder for the real church to really to go forth because of so much everything else going on. Okay? So much going on. You know, the homosexuals in the, in, in the, all across the pulpit, the the whores in the, in the in the pulpit, but you'll never know why because see, you were just looking on the outside physically in the church, but see when now God has shut down the physical body. He said, "Now I want you to tap into the spiritual body and you'll see who is who." Amen. You Amen. will see who is so wow. And I can I say you will something see that, that is so amazing. Yes, yes that's right. Mm-hmm. That is so yeah. amazing. Can I tell you something? Yes, God ma'am. told me to start a church, and when He told me to start that church, all hell broke loose. And yes. um, it wasn't coming from the world; it was coming from the church. Yeah, and they were giving me problems, problems, problems. And it's like where I live at, it's about, it's really 600 units here, so it's about probably 1,200 people. And these people are getting saved, and I was getting in trouble. When these people were getting saved, and I was actually getting in trouble. And you shouldn't be doing this, and you shouldn't be doing that. You didn't come, you, oh, my God, I say, God, what is it? But what God was doing, he was repositioning. And so he was saying he was going to close them down. He was going to close those churches down. And so he began to put the church inside of the home, the home. That's it. And they were coming against me. I'm telling you, it was like, Shirley, Shirley, you know, it was like I just couldn't hardly bear it. I was like, God, what am I to do? What am I to do? Mm-hmm. So God told me, in other words, just to go through it because, because he said you go through it, others are going to see it. And because those yeah, churches definitely. are not going to be open. And he said other people are going to no. do the same thing they see you doing. So you have to be the one who to stand through that, to stand through it. And right. uh, I believe that's what he's doing. It's giving them to see that you can have church, yes, but you're going to have to have church in your, in your, in your, um, in your Florida room. So you're gonna have yeah, to do that. So he he makes some people go forward and and break through, to so other people can follow them, and they will that's persecute true. you. They will persecute you because they feel like you out of order, you out of this, and it it it, it is. <laughs> they they were attacking me so much. I was like, God, I can't mm. I can't take this. And right. I and I don't like to tell what God did, but I'm gonna tell you. They were they were putting me out on Zoom and saying I had this little group and they was like doing all this stuff. They don't even know what goes on in here, never been here. And so right. it was like a Wednesday. God told me, He said, If you fight, I'm not going to fight. That was Wednesday. Sunday. Wednesday? Mm-hmm. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, I got a mm-hmm. message. Two of those, there was two sisters doing it. And they were like, the prophet, one of them was the prophetess, and the other one, I guess she was the evangelist. And they were doing that. 
And when they did that, that lady's son mm-hmm. died. Her son died that Sunday. That was the auntie and the and the mother. The son died. And another one, she was coming against me too. The same one. The next thing I heard, she had a death. And so it was like touching what they didn't know, touching the anointing. God said, because they put their hand on the wrong thing. Because you think it's Maddie. It's not Maddie. I didn't do this. And you cannot touch that, the anointing if you do. That's, there were literally deaths happened. They buried that boy today. Today they buried him. And I was like grieving for him because I knew where they come from. Mm-hmm. They were trying to shut it down with yeah. their mouths. But it's going to go on. Okay. It's going to go on. Because right. I was told, I am not your covering. Mm-hmm. I said, well, <laughs> I'm paying my taxes. <laughs> well, I used to pay my taxes over there. Well, then he said, I am not your covering, and don't you tell nobody I'm your covering. What? She said, that's, well, that's out of order. You know why? I think, what, when, what, like you said, what you just said right there, I feel like that a leader should not be intimidated by any of the, uh, the offspring, meaning in the spirit realm, becoming a farther advanced than they are. If anything, they should be excited about that. Because they're moving forward and they're not just moving by self. They're moving, they're moving one by the power of the spirit. Another thing, they're moving in, in the realm. And three, they're not worrying about men. They gotta understand that in this, he's teaching, he's teaching the earth ecclesia that we have to learn to operate outside that wall. We have to learn yeah. to outside operate those four walls. Right, outside the walls, because and the reason why because the cripple. Yeah, yeah, but you know what? The the the, the if we learn, put it this way: the traditional, the traditioning set, the traditional set of uh, preachers, put it that way. The traditional or religious type of preachers. You got those religious preachers, and you got the traditionals also. But they have to understand the Holy Spirit does not operate in. Uh, in a normal setting, it operates uh, in the untraditional, right? Yeah. It operates yeah. something that you don't expect, you know. Um, mm-hmm. You wouldn't even think Christ of his magnitude will go and heal a man of his with a hand, a with a man hand during the day of the Sabbath day. But Christ did. He took out the time to do that. So that means if he can do it, that means that we can operate in in, in, the, in that same anointing mm-hmm. or even greater, operate just like that and not be caught on who's looking at who who's this and who's that, all right? Now, it's not like you walked out because you just walked out out of rebellion. You weren't walking out. You walked out because you, cause God told you to do it, okay? He told me to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he told you to do it. It's a big difference. He told you to do it. You didn't just do it because you want to do it. Um, no. And for them, because they didn't want to lose that, they didn't want to use lose that control. Sometimes some of these you got to be careful. These uh, coverings, they they always want to have, they want to have control. Like okay, even though that's uh, you're coming from under uproot, you're coming like an extension, you're coming out as an extension. But they don't realize that they're we're not an extension. Okay, 
we are all extensions of the body of Christ. It's not our church. It is not our ministry. It is God's ministry. It's not my this and my that. It's God's ministry. He just gave us that responsibility as head coaches and uh, specialty coaches, amen, specialty assignments for us, amen, to run it, to run it, and God give us to us. He assigned specific people to us. So everybody is not going to operate, even though we're operating under the same body, but some of uh, everything operates different according to what uh, God is allowing the people to draw to you. And, and that's what it is. So, like I said, and like I said, in this season, that's what happened. Church, church, do church is not supposed to hurt. It's not supposed to hurt. The real church don't hurt. It's 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 it's, it's the religious folks act that way. Okay, and that was a sense of bondage. You don't want never want to call yourself being a sense of bondage. You know, that's why I said with me, I had to learn how to break away from where I was, and I said God had to. Really, I had to re. You know, I got to the point that I uh, I had to reposition myself. God allowed me to reposition mm-hmm. myself, and when He did that, you know, God blessed me. And I never had, I never operate anything I've done without without my covering, without covering. Period. Out of obedience. Mm-hmm. Uh, but right. I said, but when it comes to, but when it comes, at least I have somebody to fall back onto, someone I can confide into. But if it gets to the point you're talking to that person and it's nothing but jealousy coming from them, then that means that God did not predestine or ordain that person to connect to you. Some, they'll connect to you temporarily until the real one comes along. Okay? Mm -hmm. The counterfeit always come before the real deal. Always do that. The counterfeit always come before the real deal. So when God allowed me, and I noticed every time that, uh, something, um, when I got to the point that when I was in the ministry, in the ministry, and, uh, originally when I, when I started pastoring, and when I first came out and stuff, my own leader was jealous of me. Why? What was the purpose of that? If I'm like, I'm helping you build, I just came in here to equip y'all, cause I was already equipped, but I came in here to do what I needed to do to help y'all reconstruct your church, because that's the, the, the gift of the apostolic floating that I have. God blessed me with, I came in to help y'all, but it wasn't meant for me to stay. It was meant for me to yeah. do what I needed to do and come out. But because of yeah. jealousy, okay, they think, okay, well, oh, your ministry is not going to do this and your ministry got to do that. And what happened is when, uh, when I came out that ministry, they started trying to put, they tried to badmouth me too as well. They did that to the point that I remember, uh, the last hurricane they had, it caused hurricane damage, and the church the church got completely uprooted from the ground. This this man wow. the whole church building, and and that was like six months after I left. I never forget mm-hmm. that was in uh, 2010, and when when I left, uh, when I left and moved, when God told me to move, He literally uprooted that church, and to the point that the the everything like this man the church, and they tried to spend so much money to rebuild that church. And I remember while I was there, I think maybe uh, three months before, um, the mother, uh, the the one who built the church, it was the founder, all right, uh, Mother Mother Francis, she was actually walking through the walls while I was at the church. And I'm like, why is this lady walking through the walls while we had in church first? Okay? 
God give you your mind. And that lady told me, she said, if you don't get out of here, that lady in the church, if you do not get out of here, you will die. Your spirit wow. will die. And everything that you attach to you will die. Well, you know mm-hmm. me, I picked up my, my little happy self, and I went to running. <laughs> Okay. And you know what? That's, that's the thing I had to, I had to come to do because I had been mm-hmm. so attached to them. And so, yeah. and it's like a lot of times when you get attached to people like that, you have a fear of them. And so mm-hmm. I was like that. I was, I was literally afraid of her. I was afraid of her. And mm-hmm. um, she called me Monday and because, you know, after all these, I guess because all these people were dying, <laughs> this death stuff was coming through. And she told me, she says, oh, you don't have to, she said, you don't have to explain nothing to me. Oh, you don't have to explain nothing to me. But she told me that she was not my covering and she wasn't the covering over these babies over here either. So I was like, okay, God. I said, you, she said, she's not my covering. What do I do? I'm asking him this morning. I said, God, what do I do? What do I do, God? Because I don't like to just leave a church like that. What do I do? Tell me what to do, God. Tell me what to do. And he was telling me, he said, don't you give her no no more money, no more money. He said, don't give her no more money. And he also told me to get rid of all her things, get them out. He said, because you need to get over them, get over them. Because apparently he wants to take me another way. So I'm going to have to just drop them and completely drop them and let them go. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and either Mm -hmm. either, either tell God to lead you or either put it or put it in an envelope and wait. Separate it mm-hmm. and wait. And wherever God tell you to leave it, leave it. If He don't tell you to leave it, you hold on to it until God tell you where to put it. Plant it. No, He told me to. He told me to put it in this church. He told me to put it in this church in this house. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, then that's what you do. You got to, that separate. Mm-hmm. Put it in that issues. Yeah. But see, people, yeah. I think yeah, I think what it is, they got away from that. And remember in the books of Acts, Acts in two and thirty, and uh, Acts in two and thirty-eight. That's where the church began. The church began in the house. Oh, the the same thing. He said it began in the house. house. Remember, and remember the first, let me tell you something, the first affirmation that took place was the day of Pentecost in the spirit realm. Okay, the first affirmation when the Pentecost fell, right? That was the first affirmation when the apostles really was commissioned because that's when it really took place. The impartation took place on through the Pentecost, right? So here it is. They had synagogues, right? They had temples. They had all these big mosques. They had all these things, right? Now, remember, mm-hmm. Jesus reached multitude of people, and they was not in the synagogue. They was not in the mosque, right? They was not in those different places, right? They were, like, on, on top of a mountaintop, right? So it's like this. It's like this. And then remember, during the time when the apostles were going from house to house, what were they doing? They were having church from house to house. That symbolized the Bible. So what happened is he's forcing the church, forcing the church to reposition themselves. Listen, I need y'all to go back to the drawing board. Y'all got too church. Y'all got too religious. Y'all got so full of yourselves with all these lavish stuff. So y'all just forgot about me. So guess what? I'm going to shut you mm-hmm. down, and you got to reconstruct your foundation, and that's where you're going to go. And that's what he mm-hmm. had to do. See, a lot of times the big churches, mega churches, look down on house churches. When I started, I had my little apartment, my little, my, 
my mama seen how small my studio was. My studio was so small. How would 30 people get in there? I couldn't even figure out how 30 people got him out. Okay? But at that season, he allowed me to do that and that. And then we outgrew and then went into the conference room. And then we went into this. And then we started written T.G. Thompson Church, whatever, on the second floor and all that stuff. And people, and during the time, every time I would go up, God allowed me to go up, people of, 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 of that's supposed to be uh, church-like, godly-like, were so jealous, they was determined to, to tear down my ministry. And they were wow. physically tell people not to come to my service on Monday nights because of jealousy. We were in the same building. I was renting a building. And, and then it got to the point that the administrator the other administrator, she wouldn't even open up the build, building on purpose so I would not have service. And one time, I don't know, I had a couple of services on the street outside the church. And people were delivered on the outside of the church. And then I was able to yeah. bring them inside. When they asked me, what night you have service? I said, I have my service on Monday nights. It was Monday night fire. And, and, and we start on Monday night. So, well, there's a, uh, isn't this T.G. Thompson? I yell with T.G. Thompson Church, but they have their regular, their Bible. I said, well, I'm real reading their building. So they will come. So what happened was, out of jealousy, they're like, oh, don't come to her service. Don't come to her service. Don't come to her service. They demonize you. you. That's her. what they do. They demonize you. Yeah. Like you mm-hmm. fall. Like uh, you're a false fault. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's what they did. But you was getting my money. You was getting my money from me renting. But I saw what you was doing behind lines. You were like, oh, long as I I can stay under you, I can stay old. You can be, uh, you because uh, 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 you are already an overseer. He had a whole bunch of overseers now. But I was, I said, I'm not just a elder. I, I'm not an elder. I said, I'm a overseer. I'm consecrated as a overseer. Okay. So that means even um, I can say I said I even I, I I even ran with the best, and I was constructed with the best. So he I mean allowed in that season. So because of the jealousy, they used to try to talk down to me. Oh, Erica. Oh, this. Oh, that. I said, Oh Lord, here this is again. And all I'm doing is just renting out this building. Okay, that's all I was doing. But then God had to say, That's okay. Let it go. What? Let it go. I I literally like okay. I walked away. I ain't never speaking on people no more. See, God will show you, even in a season, that sometimes the season to be it, it with people that are connected with you will be it for that season. And then there's some people that will be connected to you because of a, a reason. Or they feel if they can get you out of where you at, or if you become uh surrender your, your uh, center of ministry and, and come work with, work with me, whatever, uh, I'll put you as my uh, a pastor of my church. Bull crap. Excuse me, language. Bull. And that's what it is. They was trying to pimp me. Tried to pimp me. You know, and they, people pimp God. People pimp the church. Pimp the believers. Pimp and, and, and scrutinize people. So because of that, like I said, he allowed us to open up these conference rooms, which have already, already been there. There's always been, this been there since 2006. Because I was the first one that started the conference line in 2006. Nobody ain't never heard of no conference line. Nobody never heard of a podcast. Nothing. Until the big churches got a hold of it. Once the big churches got a hold of it, then you see it all over Facebook. Then you see it all over social media. You ain't seen that stuff. 
because they thought that was beneath them. And see now, yeah, he said the first. He said the first shall be last, and the last shall be first. You know, so like I said, we give God glory that God is expanding His kingdom. With all of us that's on the phone, all the powerhouses that here right now, He He allow us to expand His kingdom, and He's gonna do whatever He needs to do for us to get it to get there. Okay, so that's why. God allow us now to be in 19 countries and 37 states. Why? Because we really had to put our hands to the plow and say, listen, the building, the building gone. Now what you going to do? Right? Mm-hmm. What what you going to do? The two people, the people the two church, they, are not building. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Right. That's it. That's what it is. Right. It's people. Right. Yeah. Not yeah. building. Mm-hmm. And when this is and a man connected. Yeah, you know what I you know what I need y'all to do? I need y'all to y'all to pray for me. I'm so glad I came mm-hmm. on here because I was so heavy in my spirit. My spirit was just so grieved because you're like, God, what to do? What do you do, God? What do you do? And he he he's using you to tell me because sometimes you feel like maybe you're the only one. No, you're not the only one, but it's just new to you. And so that God will just help me to do what I need to do. That's what I need that prayer mm-hmm. for. So he would give me that boldness to stand. Well, that's mm-hmm. what he did. That's what he did. Then Elijah, Elijah felt like he was the only one left, but he did what he had to do. He went on the side of the. Mm-hmm. It went in his little 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 creek, and God sent the sent the vultures who should have eaten the food, sent them food. Because when you get right. in a position mm-hmm. where God told you to be, He's gonna feed you in spite of, and and you just gonna feed you. He's gonna fatten you up. And that word fat right. in the Hebrew means to be anointed. <laughs> that word fatness in Hebrew means anointed. So, anointed. so you just you just get more anointed. A little recovery. Yes. I was taking a day. I was taking a day to rest from the battle. <laughs> yes, yes, and we all need a time. Oh God, I need a break. I need a break. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we have to get. We sometimes we have to recover from our battles. You know. Yeah, that's the way God allowed us to do that. Oh, so we go mm-hmm. ahead, Father. We thank you. Hallelujah, especially for for Pastor Maddie, God, in the name of Jesus, and and God, we thank you because you know what you're doing. Ezekiel said, he said, God, Father, you know I don't know. So, Father, we thank you for what you're doing in our spirit, Rand. Now, God, open a door, God, that needs to be opened and shut every door that doesn't have to be opened. In the name of Jesus. You know how hard our mind and our spirit. God, do what you need to do. And God spoke to, to, to the guys as he said. He said, whatever you do, do it quickly. So, God, whatever you need to do for Matthew, do it for God. Encourage your heart. Encourage your spirit, man. Encourage your God and the things of God, God, more than ever before. And God, we speak the blood of Jesus over her mind, her body, and her spirit. We plead the blood of Jesus, God. God, in fact, let the blood of Jesus imprint on the bottom of her feet. So wherever she goes, wherever she sits, wherever she lays, that the blood the front the, the, the blood of Jesus drips from the crown of her head to the bottom of her feet 
in the name of Amen. Jesus. And God, now we dispatch her favor for her in the name of Jesus. In spite of the opposition, God, we speak favor in the name of Jesus. And, Maddie, I don't know your landlord. I don't know the person that you went from that in the building, but God said, I'm going to give you favor. He said the enemy came and tried to destroy that relationship to you, because, but God says, I'm going to give you that favor again, and you don't have to go look for it, but God says he's going to look for you in the name of Jesus. Oh, God, we praise you now, God, in the name. God, lift our spirit, man, like never before. God, in fact, I dispatch my warring angel, Michael, in the name of Jesus, for supernatural favor, God, in the name of Jesus. Just like you spoke, and Jacob's face, that you're going to give her favor in the name of Jesus. That favorite place that you sit in your household, that favorite place in your apartment, God, that place in that corner, God said, where you sit, God said, I meet you there every night. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. That your body is refreshed in the spirit realm, God. Her body has been naturally tired, and because it's the weight of the world, but I speak against it now, and I send it back to the pit of hell, never to return again in the name of Jesus. And we pray, and we believe by faith, and we're standing on your word, God, that whatever you have ordained her to do, whatever you have called her to be in the name of Jesus, that no weapon that has formed against her shall prosper. And every word that rises up in judgment, everything to come to judge her and stop her and block her, I say go back to the pit of hell in the name of Jesus. And we speak that exousia's power in her loins now. The exousia's power from on high is imputed in her now. Even the more, God says, even the more. Because you've been praying, God, what do I do? Where do I go from here, God? But God says, I'll never leave you or forsake you in the things of God, even the more. Because the enemy is trying to tear down. God says, I lift you up in the spirit realm. In the name of Jesus. I lift you in the name of Jesus, like never before, in Jesus' name. And God said, sweet sleep tonight. God said, night, sweet sleep in the name of Jesus. God said, I got you, Mary. I got you, I got you. God said, don't worry, I got you, I got you. God said, it feels like it's rough. It looks like it's tough, but God said, tonight, Havakura, God said, I've ordained this telephone call. I've ordained every, this word was just for you. It was designed especially for you tonight. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. I receive it. Hallelujah. 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 Hallelujah.
I feel a weight leaving you. I feel a spiritual weight coming off you now, your chest. I feel a spiritual weight coming off your chest. It's really heavy. It was heavy the last, God said, the last 24 hours. There's been a weight sitting on your chest. Yeah. Hallelujah. I got you in your in the bosom of you right now. Mm, God. Even Siddhartha Mosha, from the first of the, this this year, it just, just went downhill the more. It just, just it was looking like everything's been going wrong. But God said, I got you, I got you, I got you. God, I got you. Even your children, even your daughters, God said, I got them. Mm, God, thank you. I don't know what's a daughter and a granddaughter, but I see two females. God said, I got you. I got them. I got them. I got them. Hallelujah. Oh, well, thank you, thank you. Oh, I did, a, I did a study on eagles, and one of the things I learned about an eagle, when things get rough, the eagle, the eagles go up higher. God said, I'm just taking you up higher. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, God. Amen. Amen. We thank you on tonight. Amen. For tuning in on tonight. ELR Prophetic Show. Amen. We're spreading your gospel throughout the many nations. Uh, Please visit our website at www. It's elrprophetichef.wixsite.com forward slash podcast network, and then where you can actually listen to the live podcast, um, uh, the live podcast that's connected to our website, um, and it's also connected. Um, and once it's played, once it's played through all 19 platforms, the God has opened up the doors for us. So we yeah. just like forever give God glory throughout the week. We have our Tuesday nights. In God's Word, okay. Wednesday night, Apostolic Alignment with Chief Apostle Rodney Tate. On Wednesday nights and Thursday nights, yours truly, amen. Yeah. Uh, Dr. Prophet yeah. Slender Lang, every Thursday night, a man for prayer, amen. Yeah. And um, you can also uh, worship with us on Sunday morning, manor, amen, with yours truly, okay. amen, Apostle amen. E.L. Robinson, amen, on uh, on Sunday morning. Amen. We just give God glory for what he is doing. 
uh, in this season. And for those who want to continue to just connect, amen, just connect with us, amen. Uh, visit our website, amen, and we will go ahead and uh, connect with or even connect with one of our podcast, podcast team, amen, amen. Apostle uh, Tate, Chief Apostle Tate, you got Prophet Swiss Lane, we have Prophet, uh, Prophet uh, Pastor Jay Holman, and we also have me, amen, Apostle, amen, Erica, amen. Mm-hmm. Either one of us, amen, will connect with you, amen. Um, and, and it's just a just working together, amen, to amen. build the kingdom of God, and that's the purpose of the network. Uh, God amen. has allowed us to expand, and, um, and God has opened many doors, I'm telling you, um, even on uh, Facebook or any different places that God has allowed us to open up. So it's not just in a building anymore. God is teaching us to learn how to operate outside the walls because that's what is required right now um, in this season. Yes. So we just thank God Amen. on tonight. Amen. And tune in every Thursday night at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And then on uh, a mantle of prayer on Thursday nights. And then, like I said, uh, we have Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Sunday. Amen. Throughout the week. Amen. God bless you. All righty. God bless y'all. Y'all have a good night now. And then God bless you all. Okay. God bless y'all. Bye-bye.